Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hey, welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing how to be the best at what you do. I mean, you've got to do it anyway. Why not strive to be the best? I mean, who starts a business and says, I just want to be average? Although 80 to 90% of businesses out there are just that, average. So we're going to talk about how to be the best at what you do today. And owners of businesses that strive to be the best usually are, okay? So the first thing we're going to talk about, number one, figure out what is the most important in your life and in your business. And I think that's very important to figure out what's the most important because we're going to talk about some things like if I just, if I have a family, if I'm married and I have a family and I only focus on my business I'm going to be very disappointed in my family with my family situation with my relationship with my family. If I if I have a solid relationship with God and my faith is very strong, yet I go out and try to focus on nothing but a successful business, eventually I'm going to slide off and I'm going to um, lose a lot of the faith I have in God because I'm not focused on it. I'm not, I'm not focusing on it and, and I'm not, um, trying to be the best at it. All right. Number one is figure out what is the most important in your life. For me personally, it is faith, family, and business in that order. Am I perfect at that? No, of course I'm not. But that's what I strive for, faith, family, business. And I guess a question for you is, do your values match what you do? And, and that's why I say I'm not perfect at that. There are times where um, I get out of balance. I'm human. I get out of balance. And I will say that you can get out of balance both ways. If you're married and your spouse is putting pressure on you, to be home more often, then your business is going to be neglected and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt and it could go under. I've seen it happen. Um, but if you, and also on the other side, if you are never home and you're always in the business, then this is going to hurt and this could go under, aka divorce. And I've seen that happen as well. So do your values match what you do? And then, you know, you've got to balance what you do. For me, I've got to balance really well faith, family, business. And uh, if I'm dedicated too much to one or the other, I'll be out of sync. Whatever you do, though, in this area of figuring out what's most important, I will challenge you to keep it simple. Uh, some of the most successful entrepreneurs who have 
got this figured out and want to be the best at what they do, they keep it simple. I, I coached someone the other day and they were just making it extremely difficult. And I called them out on it. You're making this extremely difficult. I don't even understand what you're talking about. Keep it simple. And then, which we're going to talk about later, is you got to set the vision. You're the owner. You know, you're you're the entrepreneur. You've got to set the vision. Where do you want to go? And you got to know. Because if you don't know, any road will get you there, right? All right, number two, how to be the best at what you do. Prepare for it. Preparation's very important. Earl Nightingale once said, if a person does not prepare for their success, when the opportunity comes, it will only make them look foolish. So you've got to prepare. You've got to be ready. Constant learning, doubling your knowledge. Think about that. If you could double your knowledge, how much better off would you be today? How about tripling it? And then how about 10 times? 10 times your knowledge. You know, how much how much uh, smarter would you be? How much wiser would you be? How much um, of a better leader would you be? And we do that, we do we can 10 times our knowledge. I, you know, I hope I've 10 times my, my knowledge or more. I hope I have. I hope I've 10 times it. You know, especially since I graduated high school. So it takes reading, 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 reading. It takes meeting new people and learning from them. I, I listened to a podcast early this morning and John Maxwell said, if I'm with someone many times, if it's a, if it's a, if I'm learning from them, I, I have to interrupt and say, let me, let me get my phone out here. I need to just write down what you just said because it's good. He said, now, if I meet someone and I never write down anything they said, I probably shouldn't even have met with them because I didn't learn anything from them. Okay. And with John, it's a, it's a, you're going to get a, a win, win, win to a win because you're going to learn a lot more from John than he's going to learn from you. So also attend seminars. And, and I will say, pick them wisely. Pick them wisely. So some of the, the seminars and, the, and uh, the growth boot camps that are in our industry today, I just say pick wisely. If they're only talking about the location and how much partying will be done, um, just stay in your office and grow your business because you're going to be much better off and save a lot of money and save a lot of time. So pick them wisely. If it's more hype than learning, you know, we used to say when we, we held quite a few business boot camps here at McAfee and being in the Marine Corps, it just fit well. I was one of the first HVAC business boot camps nationally, and uh, we had quite a few people come through, but I used to advertise, you're coming to Dayton, Ohio. It's cold here. We're not going to go out and party, and it's going to be two full days of learning. If that's what you want to do, then please sign up today. If you want to party and you want a um, really nice weather, it's probably not a good place for you to be. Uh, and that's just what I said, because that was the truth. 
And a lot of people came because of what I said. You know, they get tired of all the hype, all the hype. I don't care if you can, I don't care if you can have a seminar or a boot camp with 5,000 people there, for goodness sake. If it's all hype, you're wasting your time going to it. But we would have 25 to 30 entrepreneurs, and it would be two full days of learning how to grow your business, how to brand, advertise, market, lead, all those types of things. It was packed full, and that's what it was for. Okay. Also, listen more. I just, I just read something today that many business owners said if they had to do it over, they would listen more instead of trying to grow it more. So many uh, owners said that. Listen more. That's preparing. Listen. Be open and committed to seeking advice. And that's guidance and outside suggestions. Be open to that. Don't You don't know it all. I don't know it all. Don't be closed-minded to suggestions. Don't be closed-minded to your employees making suggestions. If you have a janitor in place, don't be closed-minded to them making suggestions. Sometimes people from the outside see things you don't. And as far as being open and committed and seeking advice, it's, it's what I constantly preach. Get a mentor, get a business coach, have a board of advisors. It's important to learn from all experiences, good and bad. This expands your perspective and, and helps you to attack future problems effectively. You know, I read and listen to a lot of John Maxwell stuff. So I always have something or five or six things that John says. But John says that if you store it up well, it will show well. And you might be good at winging it, but you'll be great at learning more first. You might be good and get to the top 20%. In other words, you might, John's saying you might be talented and you don't have to spend a whole lot of time in preparation because when you get out there to do whatever you do, it just comes natural. But just think, and that gets you in the top 20%, but just think if you prepared better, that would get you in the top 2%. And the top 2% own the world. The top 20% make a decent living. Which would you rather be? Okay, now think about the message in this uh, poem that Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote. He said, those heights by great men won and kept were not achieved by sudden flight. But while their companions, competitors, slept, they were toiling upward in the night. In other words, while everyone else was sleeping, they were working and thinking and planning and growing. Remember that preparation requires self-discipline because our natural tendency is just to work harder. If I work harder, I'll do better, but working harder can cause 80 to 90 hour weeks and burnout and divorces and bankruptcy. So working harder is not always the answer. We love to talk about working harder. I'm all about working harder. 
I mean, I'm all about hard work, I should say. You know, and I talk about the grind and all that stuff. But you got to pick what you want to work hard on. And you've got you've to work smart just as much as you have to work hard. So preparation requires self-discipline. And that's why not everyone can do it. Not everyone's good at self-discipline. And lastly, in this area is get good, get better, and be the best. You've got to get good. You've got to get good at what you do. You've got to continue to improve. You've got, you've got to then get better and get better. And then you become the best. And, uh, and, and you don't just become the best and stay there. Being the best requires more work than getting there. Being number one requires more work staying number one than getting to number one. And then there's number three, which is dedicate yourself to it. Dedication is the act of being fully devoted to something. You're all in. You're all in on it. And I think I know there's a fine balance of faith, family, business. There's a fine balance. Uh, I'm not an expert at it, but I've, I've appeared to have done it well. If you ask my family, I, I think I've done it well. They'll tell you that I've done it well. Uh, if you ask my business, my people will tell you I've done it well. Um, only God knows if I've been as committed to him as I should be. Um, nobody else knows that. I mean, I know that and God knows that. All right? But I've got to be dedicated and I've got to be fully committed. And Steve Covey taught that you should begin with the end in mind. And the end is our future. When we talk about what's your future look like, and we're going to talk about the last thing on the list here is creating a vision. But that's our future. And our future is very important. And, and we could be off balance and when we dedicate ourselves, because the Bible says in Matthew 16, 26, for what will a man profit if he gains the whole world, all the wealth, all the fame, all the success, but forfeits his soul for it? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So you could look at things like this. I want to end up very wealthy, full of all the world's success, and I want to lose my faith in my family. Has anyone ever set out to do that? I would hope not. But that happens every single day, is what I should say. That happens all the time, unfortunately. Or someone could say, I have my faith and I have my family, but I'm bankrupt, living paycheck to paycheck because I neglected my business. Has everybody set out to do that? Now, in etern for eternity's, eternity's sake... That's probably better than number one. Well, we know it is because, but you're also, according to the Bible, you're supposed to be a good steward of what you've been given. And filing bankruptcy, losing your business is not being a good steward. So I don't, I look at that as that's just as bad. Um, and then another one I came up with was I have, uh, I've not, I don't have a good relationship with my children because I spent all the time in my business. I mean, nobody set out to do that, but that happens all the time. I mean, listen to the song, The Cat in the Cradle. Um, 
and you'll see. Okay, lastly, um, create a vision. Um, most of the problems people have with getting what they want um, comes from lack of clarity. Uh, they don't know what they want. They, they haven't thought about the future. They haven't thought about setting a vision where they want to end up at. And a vision is just a mental picture of the future that you desire. That's all it is. I've I tried to, um, and also it's it's important to um, use word pictures. Um, a good vision is is thought out thoroughly, and it describes the dreams that you have for the business or the life that you're creating. A well thought out vision does many things, which we'll talk about. But um, you've got to. Picture things. I started at a kitchen table with $274 in a used truck. And I looked out my back window of my eight to 900 square foot ranch. And I said, one day I'm going to build a garage that I can work out of so I don't have to work out of my house. And in a few years, I had the money to build the garage put an office out there and a small little warehouse area to keep parts. And that happened. But at first I had to see it. I visualized it. I see, I saw exactly what the garage would look like. And then we worked out of that garage for about seven years. We almost did a million dollars out of it. And in Dayton, Ohio, that's extremely good. In, in San Diego or Arizona or, or um, Florida, you could probably do a lot more. But in Dayton, Ohio, that's extremely good. But somewhere around the sixth year, I bought a piece of property, which is right next to me here. And as I was working to pay it off, and then we were going to build a building on 11,000 square foot building on it, I would sit out in front of the property for hours sometimes and visualize the building. You know, I closed my eyes because... That's what I did. I would look up at the property and I would visualize where the driveway would be, the entry point, and um, the building, and and our trucks parked in there. And I would visualize and visualize and picture the whole thing. And it it wasn't long. Two years later, the building was there, and it looked just like I visualized it and pictured it. Um, and then, and time and time and time again, I did it for our own house when we bought a piece of property to build on. We visualized it. We parked in front of it. We talked. What if we put this here? What if we did this here? What if we did that? You've got to picture things for them to happen or they'll never happen. Or if something does happen, you'll never know how it ends because you don't see it. So it's very important. Dr. Benjamin Hardy, in his book, uh, 10 Times is Easier Than Two Times, co-authored that with uh, Dan Sullivan. And he says, if you want a better present, make your future better. And you're probably thinking, well, I've never heard it that way. I'll, we always hear that if you want a better future, make your present better. But in order to picture your future and see your future better where you want to be, it will start making your present better right now. Because in order to get where you want to be, 
You're going to have to improve things right now. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to attend seminars. You're going to have to have a business coach. You're going to have to have a board of advisors. You need a good mentor. A good vision is thoroughly thought out, and it describes the dreams that we have for creating. And a well-thought-out business will do this. Because here's what it does for us. It gives us a vision, gives us purpose. It gives um, direction for the business. A vision is supported by the established values that we create. It's your vision, you guys. It's your vision. Nobody can come up with your vision. My vision, just like my culture, my vision's different than yours. My vision is different than everyone here in my territory. My vision for my life is different than yours and everyone else's. Everyone has and can have their own vision. It helps set operational standards of excellence. That's what a vision does. It must be believable and motivating. And if it is, it then will be ambitious and challenging and inspiring to your team and everyone else you share it with. I mean, people want to get on board. They want to, they want to be part of something that is challenging and inspiring. And then lastly, a vision identifies the uniqueness of a business or a life. You can have a life vision. You can have a business vision. Make them both strategic. Think them out. Don't randomly come up with something too quickly. It's important. It's your life. It's your vision. It's your business. Take it serious. So many, so many, and I say this because it's serious. I don't coach thousands of people. I've coached hundreds of people. And a lot of people are just putting out fires on a daily basis. We have a pod, we have a, uh, we do have a podcast. You're listening to it. But we have a uh, Iron Sharpens Iron on Facebook. And some of the content that I put on that site is deep business information to help people grow their business. And out of the 700 members that I have list of subscribing to it for free, I, you know, I might get five to 25 likes at the most, five to 25 likes. When the people who should be liking it and asking questions about it are, are the ones who need help the most. And that's so frustrating to me because I'm quite the opposite. When I read something that helps me, I'm all over it. I want to learn more. I want to meet the person. And there are some like that in the group, but they're rare. The ones that need help the most ignore the learning potential, ignore the content, ignore the help. Very frustrating to me. I don't understand it. I have a totally different personality and a totally different outlook on life and business and just learning and absorbing. I'm a sponge all the time. 
if I hear something that catches my attention, I, I, I buy the book. I want to learn more. I want to meet the person. I just I want more. That's also the type of attitude and personality of being the best. If you research it all, people who are the best at what they do, they have that hunger. They have that passion. Practice thinking in pictures, like I said, to visualize your future because uh, visual mental practices are almost as effective as physical experience itself. And doing both is what will make you hit more goals and accomplish your vision. But visualize it. There, There is a story about someone who was a prisoner in war for a few years. I don't know if it was Vietnam or what it was. I think it was Vietnam. But the whole time they were in prison in this war, they thought about golfing and they thought about this particular golf course. And they would they would spend their time hours going from the pulling into the golf course and getting their clubs out and and cleaning their shoes off and walking up to the first hole and what club will they use and how many yards is it? And they went through the whole 18 yards and it would take three to four hours mentally doing this. And the story says that when they got out two to three years later of prison, they went to that golf course and and uh, had the best score they've ever had golfing 18 holes because they visualized it, which it says is as nearly or as good effective wise as doing it. And that works. So visualize things. I try I try to visualize most everything we do. What would that look like if we did this? And I try to visualize it. There's a uh, Ray A. Davis said that the tribe often thinks that the visionary has turned his back on them when in fact the visionary has simply turned his face to the future. Visionaries should be looking at the future the majority of the time, spending very little time in the past, only learning, a little bit more time in the present. You're putting out fires all day. You're spending way too much time in the present. And the majority of the time, 60% should be spent in the future. Where are we going? How are we going to get there? What are we going to quit doing? What are we going to start doing? And what are we going to improve on? Those are some great questions. Hey, I hope this helps you guys. Before we wrap up, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Keep listening. I'll try to keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week when I continue to challenge you business-wise, business growth, branding, advertising, marketing, whatever it might be. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on. God bless and make it a great day.